scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast. Your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. Absolutely ridiculous. So I don't think I'm going to draw those. Yeah, but it would be cool. I might. If I can come up with a good concept for it, I definitely Well, you can just do Disney, just Disney. Oh, that would be cool if you just did all Disney people fighting each other. Yeah. Like then like you bracket. could have like Aladdin versus Flynn Rider. Well, see, I once had an idea about doing um, like uh, basketball teams, like a Disney basketball team Ooh. and a Marvel basketball team and a Star Wars basketball team and a Star and Trek basketball team, maybe Star Trek, and pick some genres and then put them in a bracket and have them face off. So I, I have had similar ideas, but I never did any of them. <laughs> sometimes they're better in your head than they are when you start drawing them. Yeah, but sometimes it just takes a while. So, all right, so. Uh, we're going to talk about Secret of Kells this week, aren't we? Yeah, but I think we need to, you know, maybe say who we are first. Oh, we can do that. Yeah. I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. And thanks for listening to episode two of the Animation Station podcast. Yeah, welcome back, guys. We're excited. Kind of had a bit of a ramble there. We did have a ramble, but it was that's what we did. quite do. fun. All right, so we're talking about The Secret of Kells. Yes, if, if you guys didn't see the midweek post, um, which we're going to put out every Wednesday going into our episode for Monday, this way it'll give you guys a chance to watch what we're going to talk about, and you know if you haven't seen it already. So The Secret of Kells, if you didn't watch it already and you want to watch it, it is available on both Netflix and Hulu, which is awesome, So because most people have one or the other, or sometimes both. And it's also available to either rent or buy on Amazon. They don't have it free, but you can rent it. I think it was like $3.99. So it's worth watching. If you don't have a, one of those streaming services, pay the $3.99 just to give it a watch. It's good. I like it. So, Gavin, where did you first, like, were you just, like, flipping through Netflix and you saw this? I This movie came out seven years ago, and I became aware of it pretty early on after its debut and I don't remember how I heard about it. I think I saw a preview for it on another um, movie that I was watching, but I basically am down to watch almost any feature animated film. So flipping through Netflix and other, other things, I'm always on the hunt and will almost watch anything that's animated to a certain extent. Just click on that little, go to that anime tab. 
Yeah. And look at all and that wonderful anime goodness is a, there. A, a, a bigger pool than I usually jump into, but um, this one was a standout. It, it really jumped out of the screen at me uh, just watching the trailer and, and seeing kind of some of the information about it. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it came out in 2009, and it's a European film. It's French, Belgian, and Irish. Uh, three different studios from those countries came together to make it. It was largely made in Ireland, and it's obviously, not obviously, but it is set in Ireland, and it has a bit of a historical element to it in that it's centered around an actual historical artifact and what many would consider a work of art called the Book of Kells. And the Book of Kells is probably the most famous and what's considered the, the highest masterpiece of illuminated manuscript from the Middle Ages. It's from about 800 AD. And it's, if you haven't ever seen any images of it, just Google Book of Kells. You'll see uh, the crazy, intricate, calligraphic and stylized symbolism art. Um, the genre of art or the era of art, it's called insular art. And I don't want to bore everybody, so I'll be really quick here. But it's basically the type of art that was being done in Ireland and England in monasteries, mostly from about 600 AD all the way up until, at least in Ireland, until about 12th, the 12th century, so about four or 500 years. And this is basically the highest form of that type of art. And once you see it, you'll see, you'll recognize that you've seen things like it. It's inspired, you know, styles of art and calligraphy and, um, You've been to a Catholic fairy church. tale books. Yeah, you'll see a lot of it in Catholicism. But this movie is basically a story written around the idea of what may have been going on and when this book was being created and how it got created. There's no true knowledge of exactly who made it, you know, down to the person or exactly the process of, you know, or the length of time it took to make it and things like that. But. They came up with this great story that, you know, says, well, maybe it happened this way. And that's what this movie is about. Um, so it jumped out at me because I have always been aware of the Book of Kells, being a, a fan of art and art history. And I wanted to see it. And when I did, I was pleasantly surprised that it was very good. Yeah. This. So uh, you we watched it last, last night. night yeah. so you've, you've had time to sleep on it. So give me your reaction to Secret of Kells. It was good. Okay. Like I liked uh, like the the art styles because mm -hmm. there was multiple. It looked like there were multiple styles in there. Okay. Um. What What do you mean by that? Like there's uh some of the parts where like when you see is Aiden is his name right? Brendan. Brendan. Aiden's the other. Aiden's the brother. Aiden. Is brother the, Aiden. His uncle. Like those are different styles. Like with you have uh, the abbot who's mm -hmm. like basically square, mm -hmm. then you have Aiden who's kind of more flamboyant. He has like rounded edges and everything mm -hmm. like that. Uh, same thing with uh, Brendan. He's kind of like Aiden, so he's like a different animation style mm -hmm. than like the other brothers. Yeah, that are with him. They're all kind of like squanched and everything like that. <laughs> Just kind of like squanched. New word from Animation Station. Squanched. squanched. Yes. Uh, we'll put that on a t-shirt. Squanched. Yeah, squanched. <laughs> um, 
I need to watch it again, okay. I think. But, like, initial impressions, yeah, I mean, it, it was good. I was not a fan of the ending. Okay, you said that. But, yeah. We're like, not going to necessarily spoil it for anybody, but... Um... I think we can. It's been seven years. Okay, well... I mean, well, I'm, I'm not going to go bit by bit. If you haven't watched it yet, you may want to pause, watch it, and then come back. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. Tell us about the ending. I... See, my whole thing is, like, and the reason, main reason that I really like a lot of anime mm -hmm. is I love that love story. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I like Tangled, and just because right. I like the love stories. Yeah. I thought there may have been possibly something with Brendan and it's Aslan? As Ashlyn? Aslan? I, I think it's pronounced Aislin. Aislin. But it's A-I-S-L-I-N-G, I think. It, us English yeah. people would say Aisling. Aisling. But it's like I, At first Celtic. I thought he was saying Ashlyn the whole time. I thought, the first time I thought, I, I saw it, I thought it was just Ashley. But yeah, like when he first says that, but then he starts like. Kind of sounds like that, yeah. Changing it a little bit mm -hmm. yeah. when he gets to know her. So uh, I'm going to call it, yeah, Ashling. Yeah, Ash and she's Aisling? supposed Aisling? to be some sort of kind of Celtic Nippy. mythological seeress of the woods yeah, um, like, that in that he time period calls her a fairy yeah in that time period there were legends about these beings appearing to you in your dreams giving you wisdom or telling you something and she's kind of one of those characters but she's a little girl and he's a little boy and it just seems to be yeah kind it, of I, a, th I thought it was perfect yeah. and i was like i liked their character dynamic with each other i did too they yeah. were really good and i was like oh okay cool this is where we're gonna no that's not yeah. where we're gonna go with this at all yeah she's gonna basically go away and he's never gonna see her again except in the yeah. guise of a wolf and right. i was like no no <laughs> screw this i don't care that you're catholic i mean the whole can't father you you know the priestly uh, we can go into that but <laughs> i went to a private school for my whole entire career so i know how that so it brought back some feelings for yeah, you yeah i was like okay. uh no <laughs> um but yeah like I, I wanted more of like they like when they're in the forest mm -hmm. just kind of the two of them together and uh she's cat, so cute cat What's yes cat's name? i don't remember it's got a weird name yeah. I can't remember. She sings that song with his name in it. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, I don't It is that. a cute cat. But it's I, a, yeah, it's a cute kitty. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think it'd be it would have been cool if they had you know Pangor. Gotten together, I Panger. guess. Panger? Panger. I think it's Panger. Panger, sure. Whatever. Um yeah, I like if the movie was more of them together, that mm -hmm. would have been fine. Cool. Because like, yeah. it felt like that ending was rushed. Really? Like, they did that weird Lion King. Like, a after everything happens with, mm -hmm. the, with the city mm -hmm. or village, and then it's just Aiden and Brendan mm -hmm. and Kitty Cat, it felt like it was kind of... I, I, I guess we, we needed to see the progression of time, mm -hmm. which we saw the progression of time, and a very nice, you know, yeah, Akuna Matata panels, type Brendan was getting thing. older, and yeah. so was his... Um, master yeah um, which i mean i got that but yeah. it just went from that to that to the boom to the end it was yeah. like maybe a minute and that was the end and i was like oh geez well, i don't know if it was that quick it was but it really was, short it was a little quick they i mean they had kind of told the story that you needed to yeah up to and that then point. But yeah i mean but we have we have they leave and then it's maybe you're right maybe it's like 
two or three minutes. Yeah. And then we're back at the village. Yeah, but and then like, you uh, get that whole nice scene where his uncle gets to see him, and he's he has softened at this point a little bit, and he gets to present to him the book, and it blows his mind, and and then it kind of ends with that last. Yeah, but I wanted him to go live in the forest. Well, he's got to let, he didn't get let to go live the book the be seen. He's got to let it be seen because that's the whole purpose of the book. The actual book itself was meant to be – it's the equivalent to the stained glass windows in all those Gothic cathedrals in Europe. Those stained glass windows were meant to impress upon the people who were inside that church, and they were supposed to you know, inspire and show them the – uh, presence of God through that beautiful light and color and design. And the illuminated manuscripts uh, from the earlier era were doing the exact same thing. And so the whole point of the book is for it to be seen. And so he can't just be a hermit in the woods. And the book was never meant to be behind the walls of Kells. Yeah. It was meant to show Which, its and, light and to again, the rest I'm of the world. Totally, I, I get all that, but... That's not the movie I wanted. I wanted them to get together. You know, I got you. I got you. All right. So out of five, how many Kim Possibles do you give it? I would probably give it – I'm not going to give it any Kim Possibles. If anything, I'm going to give it some Ron Stoppables. Okay. I would probably give it about three Ron Stoppables. So is that like negative one through negative five, the Ron Stoppables? Ron Stoppable was probably one of the best characters okay, in Disney okay, history, okay. sir. So we're still ranking it in the positive. I'm yeah. just trying to make sure I'm clear. All right. So you gave it three? I gave it three. Okay. I give it, personally, I give it four Jiminy Crickets. I hate that that's your standard is Jiminy Crickets. What's wrong with Jiminy Crickets? Stupid cricket. Oh, we're going to have a battle when it's the Pinocchio episode. Uh, see, I almost said Dumbo, but that was a mouse. <laughs> They're, they're the they're the same no, dis, same disposable no. top hat wearing characters. Oh my gosh, I totally disagree. We're gonna have a battle when that comes down to it. Um, I will say there were some parts of the animation that I liked. Mm -hmm. Like whenever they did do that, like the three like you have like the three panels, mm -hmm. and then he would be in this panel, and then be in a different panel, and then be in a different panel, yeah. and that was showing different, you know. Uh, like I guess maybe like time changes or mm. progressions that he's doing. I did like that. Yeah, it was very much like sequential or comic art where they were using panels to show a montage that was happening or show traveling a distance which was happening, things like that. Or in that last scene, you know, showing time passing. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was all very interesting too. I don't think that they that enough animated directors use that type of format because i think it's great i think it's a really good storytelling tool you can pack a lot of information into a short amount of time yeah and this movie is not like long. an hour and a half not even that i think it's like an hour and 10 minutes it's pretty short maybe maybe i'm wrong but i think it's about an hour and 10 um and it, it goes just felt longer because we let the credits roll we did we watched we watched it all the way to the end and we heard all those songs and the poem that's in the middle and yeah, it's very, very Celtic. But I I liked the animation style in this movie so much. I think the, they, they designed a style. They went with a style, and they just held to it throughout this movie. And I don't see enough animated movies where they have a super stylized look, and they just nail it down, and then they just write it the entire time like that. 
I enjoy that very much. It kind of reminded me of something like Samurai Jack, uh, yeah. you know, where or any anything that Gendy Tartakovsky did it was super stylized, and he just nails that style every moment of the of whatever he's doing. And I like that. I think it's really cool because it really seems cohesive. Like every part of that movie seemed cohesive, where so many animated movies have things that seem like they don't belong or don't quite sync up with the rest of the world that yeah. they're in. I'm talking to you, Frozen. Um, and hey man, so, <laughs> shut up. That's terrible. Um, Whenever someone mentions I, Frozen, I'm just going to let it go. Uh, yeah, it's, it was... Uh, um, we'll talk about Frozen at some point in the future too, I'm sure. But I really love the style of it. And they, they brought in all of that Celtic uh, look to it, and but it has a modern feel as well, so it's palatable by a general audience. And it was all very – there were – it was – most of it was CG, so it was done in a style, like a 2D style, but with computer graphics. And so there were layers uh, happening almost like a diorama at some points and – I just really like the way that they made all that happen. And then you kind of see what their inspiration is at the end when you actually see the, that page from the Book of Kells and how it mm. starts to lift and you see the different layers the and the, layers, yeah. the animated pieces mm -hmm. of it. And it, you can see where they drew their inspiration for the look and the colors and the feel of this movie from that actual manuscript. And it's hugely impressive to me. I, I just think it's a wonderful homage to a historical work of art and i think that that is commendable to to do something like that i don't see enough things like that it reminds me a little bit of a movie that dreamworks did back in the 90s did you ever see the movie prince of egypt yes do you remember the dream sequences that were all done in hieroglyphs Yes. Animated hieroglyphs. The, I thought that was fantastic. My school took me to took us took me uh, <laughs> uh actually took me on my uh, took the school on my birthday because nice. it came out December eighteenth. Oh, nice! So we actually went and saw that. Um, I was like, "Yay! Hey, awesome!" Well, I think that's a great movie. It's it's one of my favorite DreamWorks animated films and one of my favorite animated movies of all time. I think it's just spectacular, but. The thing that immediately impressed me from a historical standpoint was those scenes where they where he was having those dreams and they were he was dreaming in hieroglyphs. Yeah. Because you gotta think of somebody living in that world in that time, so much of their life is spent around hieroglyphs and reading hieroglyphs, understanding the symbology, especially an educated man like him he would have understood the hieroglyphs and they would have been a part of his daily life. And the idea that he would dream in hieroglyphs makes perfect sense but it's not something i ever thought of until i saw that movie and i just i i adore that movie and and that's one of the main reasons that i do because of little things like that and i feel like seeing the style of secret of kells come alive as if it were an illuminated manuscript that's now animated really impresses me well they do that whole thing where like whenever brendan is like seeing anything like if he's asleep or if he's sketching like you he has the little bitty like the little blue mm -hmm. uh like pictographs they and everything like, that yeah, are like symbolism. all around him. yeah so i mean mm -hmm. yeah i can definitely see the comparison there yeah yeah 
Um, so I, I think this movie is, is absolutely worth watching. It may not be everybody's favorite movie. It may not be something that most people want to watch over and over again. But as a work of art and a piece of animation history, I think it's really important. And we don't get enough influence out of Europe uh, here in America, I don't think. I think we get a huge influence from Japan and other uh, countries for, in the Far East. There's a lot of stuff that comes out of Canada, too. Is there really? Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot of mainly like cartoon stuff that comes like, out of Canada. Like television stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm not as up on the TV. I'm, I'm more about the feature animation. But I wish Europe was doing more. They're doing more in stop-motion animation than they are um, CG or hand-drawn animation. But I feel like the stuff that I've seen is so great and uh, so beautiful that I wish it was it had more of an influence on the American animation industry. I feel like they're sometimes more artful, kind of like... Um, European film in general you know we we call them art films because they're you know they're more about an artistic statement than they are about explosions and entertainment and whatever that we get caught up here in America with so much but it's sometimes true of their animation as well and, and this is a perfect example of something that you would never see made here no. and I'm so glad that they made it and I, I hope everybody goes out and watches it that being said, I was not bored in this movie, like, and that's that's usually saying something because like there there'll be a lot of movies or anime that they'll have a lull, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, okay, yeah, come on, let's get let's get back to it. This one didn't really, that never really happened. Yeah, like I was into it the whole entire time. That's good. Yeah, I think it does a good job even with the slow moments, making it clear that something is still important is yeah. happening. There's there's never a, wait, what's going on here? You always know what's happening, even if there's a slow moment or a quiet moment in the film. So I think they do a good job of the pacing and, and everything. And I, what did you think about the music? Did you notice the music? I know that that doesn't leap out at you at first. Yeah, I mean, well, like there there's that whole bit where they're running through, like where there's no dialogue and mm -hmm. uh, Aiden's teaching Brendan how to make the, uh, the green ink mm -hmm. and they're in the for like he and Aslan are in the forest everything like that but yeah I heard the music there because there's no dialogue right so I'm like oh yeah I it was it was good and like the ending bit I really like that poem at the end mm -hmm. yeah during the credits uh, as I think I read that that's some ancient yeah I Irish read it it's, it's something poem. about Pangor yeah which yeah is the name yeah. of the cat so yeah so yeah they draw on um celtic mythology they draw on beowulf they, they draw all these literary um, things into it as well as the christian symbolism and you know that that part of the world and and that time was still not solidly or purely christian there was still a lot of lingering remaining uh, mythology yeah, and religion. Yeah, because the does talk about and, pagans a lot. Yeah, so I mean, there there were a lot of influences on the art world in that area at the time. So it makes sense that this movie too is a hodgepodge of symbolism in some ways. So yeah, I, the the characters in this I think were probably the strongest thing for me. Mm -hmm. Like Brendan, Aslan, Aiden. The abbot even mm -hmm. all really strong characters because like you knew what the abbot was doing the whole entire time you could understand his motivation throughout the whole entire movie. he's like okay yeah he wants to protect everybody 
and make sure that the cool looking Northman yeah. guys don't yeah. come in and take them all out. Yeah, what did you think about the uh, the Viking esque? They look like Dark samurai. They, they look like samurai jack villains. They kind of do. They, they yeah. kind of do. Yeah, they're they're very menacing though, and I love how they made them just wherever they were, they were in complete shadow almost. Mm-hmm. They all were basically them. silhouettes where you, you could just see the gleam of their sword and the glow of their eyes, mm-hmm. and man, they were just horrifying. And you understood why they were building this huge wall around their city night and day for their entire lives yeah. to keep this. I also like that they, they showed progress on the wall, too. Like, when we mm-hmm. first go there, there's the big circles that yeah. are taken out, and then the circles slowly start mm-hmm. coming together. Yeah. And then some of them even disappear because mm-hmm. they fixed the wall, which I thought was a really nice touch that didn't really have to do. You could have just said, I have to work on the wall. Right. But to actually do that and fill in the wall was yeah. actually pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. I clever. agree. I agree. All right, you ready to move it into the next section? We can move to the next section. Go right. for it. What are we doing next? Are we doing top five? Yes. I think we're going to do top five. Sweet. Let's do a top five. And that's what you want to take a note of where that is? Or uh, no, Liam does a clap, so it spikes the audio. Ow! <laughs> it's hilarious. All right. All right, Kevin. This, this, since this is basically your episode... Okay. What, what did we want to do the top five over? So I think this week we're going to do our top five Disney feature animated films. Disney feature films. Yes. And so do you want to do it five to one or do you want to do it one to five? I say we do it five to one. I do too. Perfect. Okay. okay. So I want you to go first. Oh, God. Well, see, no. Because I want to end the You're going to throw all kinds of weird garbage in there. Disney doesn't do weird garbage. Yeah, I know, but you'll somehow find something weird. No, no, no. Like, this was the post-World War II epic classic in Star... That's what you'll come up with. It's like, Uh, oh, remember when, um... I don't know, you'll do something that has... Somehow... I'm not gonna pick, like, Aladdin 3 or something like that. Dude. Aladdin 3 Arabian Nights was a great film. It, it actually was. The, the brought, second one was bad, but the third one Robin was Williams good. Back. It's worth watching the whole Andrew trilogy. Fire. Yeah, I agree. All I right, agree. okay, so my top five. Start with uh, number five. Okay. Gonna go. I didn't remember. I had it. had the dates written down, but I left those. Gonna go with right. The Sword and the Stone. Sword in the Stone. I love the Sword in the Interesting. Stone. Interesting. Mainly because okay. I love King Arthur. See, I, I like Arthurian legends as well. I think the Sword in the Stone is, for me, it's a middle-of-the-road Disney movie. Like I think the, the Sword of the Stone gets good halfway through when Mad Madam Mim arrives. Once she arrives, the rest of the movie's great. Oh, you but don't, I think you don't up like until him just then, going around with the chamber? Like with no, the... I just... The same exact scene from Fantasia. Yeah, I, I'm just not. I I feel like the first half of that movie lacks a little. I love the artwork on it. the The stylized look of it is great. You know, I love that. But I think the the movie and the characters and the the plot doesn't get going until that catalyst comes in, which is Mim. But when it does get there, it's awesome. It's great. Movie. It's great. That yep. battle between her and Merlin is priceless. Yes. I heard another podcast talk about. Uh, the possibility of doing 
redoing that movie as a live action movie because we disney can talk, is we can talk about that podcast they're part of our family was it cloud city it cast cloud that did city it cast. okay great yeah so our friends over at cloud city cast i was like jeez you're gonna throw shade about... on them already <laughs> god no we love those guys but the, the they had talked about it because you know disney is doing so many of their old animated movies as live action now they've got five or six in the works i think and they were talking about which ones they wanted to see and that was one of their ideas and the idea of seeing a merlin and mad madam mim go at it and just using cg turn each other turn themselves into all these different creatures in this little battle and this little spat that they're having would would be be amazing i think i totally agreed with those guys my number four oh wait do we want to go back and forth like you do five i do five you do four i do four back and forth okay yeah, we let's do it that way your number five my number five is the original snow white and the seven dwarves still a masterpiece of animation yeah you look like you're falling asleep Uh... and dying whatever it the feat that the disney studio pulled off when they created that movie in 1937 okay is when they did that 1937 full length feature animated film it's stupendous it's a beautiful work of art it in some ways it seems so old like so many movies of that era that it's hard to kind of relate to some of the aesthetics and sensibilities of it but i think so much of it holds so well today that that it's just phenomenal i mean who doesn't love those seven dwarves they're hilarious what i they're great it's classic humor my if if I'm gonna go my original like Disney introductiony princess everything like that it was Sleeping mm-hmm. Beauty okay. I think Sleeping Beauty is a far superior film. Well, you haven't heard the rest of my list. Maybe I do too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dumbo and Pinocchio are somewhere on that list. Uh, you see, you're really wrong about one of those. But uh, yeah, that's the original, and I think it still belongs in the top five. It is. An amazing work of art, and I will never get tired of it. Well, see, you're an old soul, so you're going to be more drawn to these older movies. Yeah. Josh, not so much. Okay. I think you're going to bring the new Sword in the Stone is Is my oldest oldest (laughs) that I go, and that was what the 70s. I want to say it was yeah late 60s, early 70s. I don't I don't remember the exact year on that. I had them all written down. Yeah. Uh, My number number four? four, Disney's Aladdin. Yes, that's a great pick. I think it is actually underrated. I think it is so good. I love Glenn Keane. He's one of my favorite animators, and he is the one that animated Aladdin in that movie. He did The Beast, Beauty and the Beast. He did Ariel and Little Mermaid. He did Pocahontas. He's a famous Disney animator, and I've watched the entire movie of Aladdin just to watch Aladdin's hands. Because Glenn Keane is he a does master, do a of... and watch his hands. They're perfect in every scene. I love it. Anyway, tell me what you think about Aladdin. <laughs> I remember – I can't remember when I saw Aladdin. I don't – when did that come out? 92. 92. No, 90 – I think 92. Because it was like right before – I think Little Mermaid 89, um, Beauty and the Beast 91 – Aladdin, 92, and, and then two years later, 94, was Lion King. Lion King, yeah. What um, a run, man. What a run. I can't remember if I saw that in theaters. Mm-hmm. I think I may have. I think I, I may have seen that in did theaters. did many times. But I just remember watching it, and I was like, I really like Aladdin. 
Like, I want to be a lad. Like, I want to go cool. to maybe not Agrabah because it doesn't exist, <laughs> but I want to go out to some Middle Eastern country some and just Arabian be a village, yeah. yeah, just be a little vagabond rat kid <laughs> and just go around and steal bread and yeah, give it to less fortunate. Yeah. Littler street Littler rats. Littler street rats, exactly. <laughs> and have a monkey sidekick. Who no, I don't want the monkey sidekick. What kid sidekick? doesn't want a monkey sidekick? I, I, don't, I don't. Even I don't as like a kid, monkeys, you didn't? I don't like monkeys. Man, that's too bad. Uh, dude, I, 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 great. Like, I watched Planet of the Apes, and those monkeys were scary. That's a different kind of monkey. They were really mean to Charlton Heston. They were. They were. They were. All right. My number four is the movie right next door, The Lion King. I think of that era, to me, that's still their masterpiece of that new Renaissance era, starting with Great Mouse Detective and Little Mermaid going all the way through the 90s. To me, Lion King is their their top piece that they did during that era. Yes. And I think it is a tour de force of animation, of um, you know layout design, the music, the storytelling, I Matthew think Broderick, Jonathan the, Taylor Thomas, I mean, JTT James brings Earl it. Jones. Yes. Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. Rowan Atkinson is in that movie. Yeah, he's Azu. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just got everything. It's funny. I love Timon and Pumbaa. I just, I think it's stupendous. And it actually is the movie that I saw in the theater more than any other movie I've ever seen. I saw that movie 18 times in the theater, Jesus. which is a lot. My my wife saw uh, episode one, um, Star Wars. I think she saw it like 23 times. So she's seen one movie in the theater more than I have. But my personal record is Lion King, and I saw that 18 times. And I will never forget when I first saw it. It blew my mind. It's so good. It is good. Man. All right, number three. Bring it. Disney's. You don't have to say that it's a Disney list. But but when but when you see them on like the DVDs. And yeah, everything, that's true. It's like they Disney's. all say Disney's. Disney's whatever. Mulan. Really? Yes. Above I Aladdin. Love Mulan. Yes. What? Dude, I was like itsy bitsy when Aladdin came out. I was a little bit so, older when Mulan came out. I was negative forty something when Snow White came out. Well, yeah, but you're an old soul. Oh, that's true. Wow, um, I'm fascinated. Why yeah, do you like Mulan that much? Because it's freaking Mulan. Have you seen Mulan? Okay. It's fantastic. So the theme that I'm sensing is you've already picked two movies with girls, girl characters, stung by Leah Salonga. <laughs> so it's really you're a Leah Salonga fan. Yes. I um, am too. But no, I mean like I liked the whole Chinese – because the whole Chinese aspect because I think mm-hmm. that's, that's as close as Disney's come to – well, I guess Big Hero Six, like any sort of like Asian esque. Yeah, but to be fair, it was still here. It was just San Francisco. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> it was yeah, just a Japanese inspired. Almost San Japanese. Yeah. So yeah, I guess Mulan is like their like Asian. Well, they're about to go movie. to the South Pacific with Moana, so. Yeah. yeah, but we're not there yet. True. Mo- Moana could make this list. Yeah, it looks but good. It looks good. As of right now, as of. July 30th of 2016, Mm -hmm. Mulan, far superior. Nice. The music in it is great. Like, let's get down to business. Yeah, you know. It's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. The music is great. I have a problem with some of the 
really cheesy voice actors that are in it. Name one really cheesy voice actor. The guy, like the all those, all the guys that are singing along with Donny Osmond in that song Fantastic. are so cheesy. I, With like, I mean, think about those who know me. It's yeah, great. Exactly. It's fantastic. Uh, I mean, I, to me, like, if you take that song, that's the equivalent to I Got a Dream in Tangled. And I think they do a, such a better job in that one. Where, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of crazy characters and they have all the, these different voices. But they pulled it off in that one. I just, that's that's really the only thing I don't like about that movie is it, it some had of those a people singing. It did have a cricket. It did and a have cool horse. Eddie Murphy, who I'm not a fan of, but he did good as Mushu. Yeah. And actually, it has one of the most forgotten and underrated villains, I think. What's that guy's name? Uh, Chang or Shang? Chang or Shang? I think it's I along know. those lines. He's scary, though. Yeah. He's he, got that falcon. The falcon's oh, cool. so cool. It turns into like a weird like rotisserie chicken later on after Mushu like burns it. But I think that was like the first time that is is that like one of the first times that Disney did the whole horse thing as a kind of like secondary. Yeah, character? there's been a whole decade and a half now of a lot of Disney horses that have been prominent characters. Because it was either because like. Well, Pegasus was before that, because Peg- that was, was in 96. Pegasus before? Okay. Yeah, and Mulan, I think, was in 98, 98 or 99, yeah. Yeah. So there was that. Um, that may have been the first real... I mean, the, the there was a couple really cool stylized horses in Aladdin, but they weren't really characters. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, yeah. I would say, like, Pegasus is a, is a character. Belle had a pretty cool horse, too. Yeah big like Clydesdale looking horse yeah cool. but it didn't really do much but yeah I I think you're right I think that's the first time it was it was kind of a character yeah yeah I mean no horse can touch Maximus Maximus is the best I think Maximus is pretty good except I didn't like the whole like he was also like part dog no, thing. I didn't think they did it really with him I think he was are you kidding me he went like parts, down the road like stiff 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 I think that it was a mix because parts of it he was almost bird-like, kind of like Pegasus yeah. too. I think it was just that he was a really charismatic, flamboyant, you know, overacting horse, and which was funny to me. Uh, I do, as you know, have a problem with every animal sidekick, sidekick having animals. to have dog mannerisms. I think it's it's overused and overdone, but whatever. I, I digress. I'm still surprised you ranked Mulan over Aladdin. Oh, I can't. We're... We're not I done can't yet. Fathom my this. Oh my gosh. We're not done. All right, time for my number three. My number three is what I personally consider to be the most underrated Disney movie of all time. Black Cauldron. No, I think no. Black Cauldron is exactly properly rated. You're an awful person. I'm not an awful person. They should make Black Cauldron a live action movie. It would probably be better. Freaking can't. Yeah. <laughs> Just that... put an Ewok in. Well, Disney's got it now. It's kind of Ewoky. Anyway, my number three, Disney's Robin Hood. I think Robin Hood is a perfect movie. I see. I don't see how Robin Hood's underrated. It's yeah, because it should be in everybody's top five, and it's not. I mean, it, it's, it's it, definitely it in my top ten. It should be recognized. 10. Everybody should consider it one of their most perfect movies. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing. It has a wonderful style, which is fully realized and consistent throughout. So it's a unified statement uh, visually. 
It has great music. Roger Miller's work on that movie was fantastic. I love Roger Miller, and what he brought to that was this kind of down-home sensibility and charm in his strange kind of country music that he does, and juxtaposing that with, you know, the Robin Hood legend of merry old England just somehow works. It's kind of like when they put jazz in the Jungle Book. You know, it just somehow works. And those geniuses over Disney figured it out. They figured out how to do that from time to time. And this is one of those cases. And I think it's got great adventure, some of the best adventure in any of their movies. It's got great humor. It's got a hilariously terrible um, bad guy in Prince John. You know, he's he's awful and he wreaks havoc, but he's also just kind of a screw-up. And he's just... It's one of those, like... It's hilarious. The only reason that he's in power is because of his rhino guards. That's That's true. And the alligators and all those guys. He's so much of a screw up. Yeah. And, you know, I I, I love it because it's one of those movies that's all animals, like Zootopia. And, um, you know, it's just. I really wish Zootopia would have made my list. Spoilers. It's it's a it's a good movie, man. But I also think it features one of the best sidekicks in any Disney movie, in Sir Hiss. He is phenomenal. You mean Carl? Well, yeah, <laughs> but no, Sir Hiss is is unique enough. It's same voice actor, but he he does a unique enough thing. I find him hilarious in that movie, and just the the classic happy ending, the beautiful resolution, the climax at the end before the resolution is so intense, and I it's the perfect movie. I think it's it's great. It is really good. And underrated. I would put it, yeah, I'd, I'd put it in my top ten, but this was, sh- like, I had a bracket, pretty much, mm-hmm. where I was, like, I was taking all the movies that I liked, and I was putting them here, and I was like, okay, if I had to pick only this many, so I put them here, and I, uh, until I just got my five. Yeah, that's but a good Robin way to Hood do it. did make my list. So did Zootopia okay. and Big Hero 6. They were all in Ooh. the list, yeah. and then, but I had to pick five. Yeah. And fortunately, those got bumped for my number two. Okay. Disney's Hercules. <laughs> Excellent. Love Hercules. That is a great movie. James I think... Woods is freaking fantastic oh, yeah. in that yeah, role. He's... He should be Hades in everything. He's one of my favorite villains of all time. It's a great villain. And the music, I I, I love Mulan's music, mm-hmm. but Hercules' music is far superior. It's one of my top one, two, or three soundtracks in the Disney yes. canon. It is phenomenal. The gospel element, all that soul they brought with the muses. The muses were... Oh. Uh, even Meg's song, um, I Won't Say I'm In Love, is perfect. Uh, it's... Yeah, I agree. The music just drives that movie. It's so good. So I have a theme with mine. Mm-hmm. We had England. Mm-hmm. Um, what was my number four? China. Yeah. Arabia. We, we've had England... Uh, uh, the Middle East, mm-hmm. ch- uh, China, China, and now Greece. Yeah. So nothing is in America. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> What's going to be the last one? Saludos Amigos? Uh, Do you did, know what that you is? Did just swear at me? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. I got some work to do on Josh, guys. I got to gotta learn him up on the Disney. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number two? Number two. Disney's... Sleeping Beauty. Yay! Sleeping Beauty is the quintessential stylized animated feature film. The 
You put a sword through that. The great thing about Disney's, you know, early years of feature animation, like the first 20 years, was they had an army of top flight conceptual artists who were creating the color palettes and the, the look and the feel of, you know, all of the initial artwork, all that concept art and all of the storyboard uh, inspiration and then ultimately what would become the film. But Walt always had a problem with the fact that he's got all these amazing fine artists creating all this beautiful concept work. But by the time they got it to the film, it had been distilled down and it had been cleaned up and it, and it didn't look like these paintings that, that they had done to give the artists an inspiration for what the movie was going to be. Well, Walt said enough's enough when it came to Sleeping Beauty. And Ivan Durrell, one of the most famous and respected Disney artists, was this incredible artist, incredible painter with this in unique style that just jumps out at you. And you instantly know that you're looking at an Ivan Durrell piece when you see one. And Walt said, I want the movie to look like this. And he made that the look of the movie. And that was the first time it had ever happened. And really one of the only times it has ever happened. They always get, you know, it's, it's like telephone. By the time it gets to the actual production, it's, it's been diluted. Yeah. It's diluted or maybe not even diluted, but it's just changed enough that it doesn't look like that original concept. But on Sleeping Beauty, they maintain that look. And so you have all that wonderful, like spattering texture on the stonework and those incredibly punchy colors and the sharp lines and the just the whole design of everything about it is Ivan Durrell and it works so well and it is so beautiful and I never get tired of looking at it. It is one of those movies that doesn't have um, singing really. There's that um, the drunken book. song that they're all singing when they're having their feast or whatever. But, yeah. you know, it's it's a Disney movie where they don't sing, which is kind of rare. I think more often than not they sing. Um, but in this one they don't. And the music is much more a part of the texture of the film than it is a, uh, you know, an element in and of itself. And so I think this movie becomes so much about the visuals and, and obviously the characters and the, the story that they're driving through, but it's so much about the art itself that it stands alone just as a work of art. And I, I, I just adore it. I think it's, it's beautiful. I'll agree you, with that. You like Sleeping Beauty, right? Huh? Yeah. I said it was better than, uh... Than Snow White. Than Snow White, yeah. I, I really... Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm gonna go, like, my favorite... Back from a long time ago, Disney movie, it would mm -hmm. be Snow White. Okay. Um, it, yeah, it's it's really pretty. Plus, I like that prince. Kills yeah. a dragon and Mel... Yeah. Mel, Mel, Mel prince Philip, right? Yeah, Mel, Mel, Philip. Malefin, Maleficent. Yeah. Who, that's, is probably that's one, of one of the coolest animated best, dragons. Yeah, and she's probably one of the best villainesses oh, yeah. of Disney. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think she's one of the top villains of any animated film. It's really good. All right, you ready to drop your number one? My number one. Is this where I enter the drum roll? No, I forgot. I was gonna try I was gonna throw something in there that 
a preamble wasn't, wasn't quite my number one but as I a could, joke yeah but i couldn't remember if it was disney or not <laughs> what think, was it <laughs> is is titan ae disney no oh come on titan ae is great no, I, think, I think that's fox oh it's good it's Matt one of my freaking damon yeah it's one of my favorite sci-fi animated movies totally rotoscoped it though you know they they filmed it and traced the characters basically yeah, it doesn't matter but no it's a fantastic movie i love it it's it's a great space adventure is treasure Planet, it's guardians of the galaxy before guardians is of the treasure galaxy. planet disney yes okay i, I like do treasure like that planet. too what about el dorado no or that's dreamworks that's dreamworks i love movie. that another good elton john soundtrack mm-hmm. but my number one we're gonna go disney's the lion king nice yes excellent pick i really don't have to explain why because that we already was talked your about it <laughs> but just for highlights matthew broderick jonathan taylor <laughs> thomas james earl jones rowan atkinson there we go uh but no like nathan lane i really liked the again i'm a sucker for like the love stories mm-hmm. and stuff and simba and nala they got steamy uh, in the jungle man yes they did they got steamy they like she licks him once and i was like oh <laughs> i was like get it yeah that was pretty risque for disney yes a lick people don't lick in disney films no well, not, more, not even in 101 dalmatians they don't lick in 101 dalmatians you know there's no puppy licking <laughs> <laughs> i want a shirt now that's just his puppy licking what no puppy licking <laughs> That is a good t-shirt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got to keep a list of t-shirt ideas. All right. So that was our top five. Ooh, I hope everybody ooh, enjoyed ooh. it. We have no, nothing no, else no, to no, talk no, about. No, no. My name's Josh. Just because I was taking a drink of water, you tried to get me away from it, but I have to name... Uh, Dumbo. Not only my top Disney movie of all time, but the top movie, top Disney movie of all time, Disney's Pinocchio. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Cough up your hairball. I'm serious. The only good part about Disney's Pinocchio was the cat. Figaro's great. I love Figaro. The rest of it was awful. What? You need to watch it again. When's the last time you watched it? Um, when, when I, Whenever I was young. Okay, you need to watch it again as an adult with a mind of your own. <laughs> I had a mind when I was a youngin'. It wasn't fully developed. You need to watch and... it now. Disney's Pinocchio is... To me, their all-time masterpiece. I think it is an amazing feat of animation. It's it's the stuff that they still study in animation schools, and I never tire of it. It has a huge cast of characters, uh, especially a ton of villainous characters that Pinocchio's... I mean, in real life, Pinocchio wouldn't stand a chance against all this obstacle, but, you know, in true Disney fashion, they find a way, and... And he makes it out at the end, but I hope I'm not spoiling this for anybody. It came out 85 years ago, but uh, I, I just think it's it's perfect. I, I love the the use of the famous of iWorks invention, which is the multiplane camera. That's what gave Disney movies that incredible depth, where they're able to animate on several different layers of glass, basically, and film through it, and that and and raise and lower those panels. That's what gives it that incredible depth like when they're zooming into pinocchio's village or when they're underwater and you see back through different layers that's how they're pulling that off and the effects in it are incredible just the 
the sheer draftsmanship and artistry that went into drawing that movie, it kills me every time I watch it. Plus, it's got great adventure, tons of tension with uh, villainous obstacles in Pinocchio's way, including his own dumb brain making dumb decisions but oh, you mean like when he goes to live on the Isle of Misfit Toys or whatever that's it's called? Pleasure Island, yes, yes, exactly. But Which is raunchy for you Disney. know Pleasure Island. Well, there's a lot of raunch. I mean, you got a kid smoking a cigar, drinking beer. They, they could never get away with that today. But in the 30s, they could get away with that because the little rascals did stuff like that. But this movie has a lot of that classic feel to it. But I think it's still uh, really applicable and and alive today i i think that the story of it um is easily ingested today i think it has one of the most iconic disney characters if not the second most iconic the disney genie. character in jiminy cricket well, i think genie's definitely top five but I, I i would almost put it mickey mouse and then jiminy cricket i mean He's iconic. He is the voice of so many Disney things throughout the years. He sings what is basically the Disney theme song now, When You Wish Upon a Star. And I think that's hugely important within the Disney canon. And I want everybody to go and watch Pinocchio again, if you haven't in a long time, or if you did yesterday, go ahead and watch it again because it's worth it. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful (laughs) work of art. Well, I don't know. If you're if you're a Pinocchio fan out there, hit me up. I want to know because I love Pinocchio fans because they're right. And with that bombshell, we'll close the show. Thanks, Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> Man, I, I don't even I don't even think I want to do any more podcasts with you after that. No, awful, you'll I recover. Mean, we we you'll got recover. two in, and that was that was. Well, the see, end what's going to happen is I'm going to convince you to watch it, and then you're going to thank me. That's what's going to happen. Right before I take the cyanide pills. <laughs> I'll be like, thanks, Gavin. <laughs> Just take them. All right. Well, this was, a, this was a fun episode. I had fun. So what are we going to watch next time? Do you know yet? Uh, I don't know yet. We may, All right. Uh, we may go a little web shows. Really? Maybe. All right. Maybe okay. something along the rooster teeth genre. All right. All right. Maybe a little, uh, ooh. 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 What are you thinking? I don't know. Got a couple options. A cliffhanger here? We're going to end on a cliffhanger? All right. Just uh, cool. rooster teeth. Well, guys, uh, look for our post on Wednesday. We're going to post every Wednesday about what to watch so that you can keep up with us and uh, and watch the same thing so that we don't spoil it for you. But uh, as soon as Josh decides, we'll go ahead and watch it too. Yeah. And that way we can have it fresh in our minds when we talk about it. So, um, And then next time we're going to do another top five. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and do that every episode. And uh, if you guys want to leave your comments for us on our Instagram site or Facebook and tell us what your top five yeah, Disney wanna, movies are, hear your top five Disney we would movies. love to hear what you guys think. And um, I think people will pick lists probably closer to yours than mine because, like you said, I'm an old soul. My generation knows Instagram. But my generation knows the, the cream. You know, your generation just knows all your, the your generation, all the foam on your top. generation, you know, eats cream corn and spinach. <laughs> and my generation likes sushi. Mmm, I do like sushi. Well, stop being an old soul. You okay. can have some. All right. All right. My name's Josh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. 
And I'm Gavin, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Odison Art. And our good buddy Jeff, who did our voiceover work for us, will now tell you where you can find our podcast and our podcast friends in the outro. Before that, though, would like to give a nice, wonderful shout out to Liam DeCosmo from Cloud City Cast. Definitely. For all of his awesome work and help in setting this podcast up, giving us nice little feedback when we needed it, mm-hmm. ignoring emails. <laughs> <laughs> and for the open arms into and for the, the open arms into the, into the secret family. superhero club family. All right, guys. Until next week. I don't have a sign off yet. Yeah, we'll work on a sign off. We'll get one. We'll get a catchy, catchy sign off. Until next week. Sign off. Sign off. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering.